Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And it's a bit hot today, isn't it? it my is. friend. It's like live from a sauna. It is live from a sauna. Apart from, apart from me, I've got a lot more clothes. Which is unusual. Yeah, so some of you were a bit late. We have been a bit all over the place of World Cup sign. And of course, England did what we expected them to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we were able to do our show a little bit earlier. Um, because if England had got through, then the chances are we'd be changing ourselves, stupid, and not, uh, not knowing what's going on. Um, so, if you hear any background noise, as I slightly move the microphone, apologies for that, um, because we've got a fan on, right? Yeah, so we're, not, we're not in the middle of a, like, a, like a hurricane or something. No, no. Uh, I'm feeling a bit full, actually. I've just eaten today's uh, munchies, <laughs> as I ate a, a wall sausage roll before you got here. Yeah, and, and a slice of cake, thanks so much. Yeah. And so, then, so the pierce the resistance, would you like a waffle? <laughs> <laughs> what is it then? Explain, right. to the, explain to the good listeners right. what you've got. I've come back from America a month ago with loads of goodies, stroke baddies. <laughs> and uh, these are... Now, I love America, but you, you Americans are obsessed with bacon. Well, you put bacon in everything. So I bought some Uncle Oinkers bacon mints. Oh, right? This is for the wife. But I've yet to find one person who eats them, as you can see. That's oh, a month oh, ago. Oh, and they're now. still there now. Simon, it's not... Go on, then. Simon and I don't turn anything down. Yeah, really. go on, try one. Well, they're quite small, aren't they? You wait. You oh, wait. Okay. Go on. Do they smell? Oh, they smell smoky. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. You better keep talking. About <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, but it's... It, it, I think it's the word... Maybe they shock them all. Ooh. <laughs> That's what everyone says. The initial thing is mint nice, and then the bacon comes here thinking, bacon and mint do not go together. Perhaps not. That nice, is it? Oh, no. I, I don't know. If it's, but, oh, I was thinking, it's like a smoky bacon crisp, but <laughs> not as good. It's like, some Emma and my wife are saying, it's like eating smoky Crack, bacon oh, walkers uh, with a polo in your mouth. I'm sorry I'm not eating that. Silly. Is that, <laughs> that the weirdest thing? America, you can produce some great stuff, but sometimes you produce some real shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's basically, I just bought it because of the amazing graphic on it. I do like that. Do you Brilliant. remember when we were at the memorabilia fair and we got really excited about unusual M&Ms and I, yeah, I, yeah, I nearly yeah. broke into a sweat because I saw a dark chocolate Mars bar. This is how, this is how easily pleased we are, how colloquial we are. It is true. This is very true. Anything, basically, <laughs> you, you, in America, we buy it. <laughs> so um, I, I, put, I, uh, I uh, presented a small mini waffle about um, the sad demise of uh, Rick Mayer and Sam Kellycal. Oh. Oh, you know, Kellicle. I was thinking about it last night, about this. I know, but I'm, I'm not going to go too much. because I, I think this is the biggest, most effect. well, that's affected me the most, celebrity death. Oh, really? 
Yeah, you know, because I think you know, a lot of people were not of my time. I love Edward Woodward was mine. Yeah, exactly. With me, I thought, oh, you know, it's like some people like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is it? He's oh, always going to be. Oh, sorry, if he, if he, when he, oh, well, no. you know, it's going to. We haven't done dirty Harry yet. That's true. Sorry. But I, you know, <laughs> I say when you know, Rick Matt, it's like I said when I told you at the time, it didn't sink. It's only just sunk in hmm. the last week. I'm never going to see Rick Matt again. I'm hmm. never going to see Rick Matt. Yeah, we, we never... sticking his two fingers up to people. Now you've got the back. <laughs> That's, and it doesn't go well with Chevy Coke. No, no. no. Oh, or a chocolate cake and hot sausage roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I've got my dinner to have when I get home. It's not good, is it? Do you want to take a mint time for your wife? No, really. Go on, you want to take that? Don't, don't, don't say it's so one of these mints. Oh, I'm obviously a bit weird if you just get out of your pocket just like that. You should be just yeah, like you just it. Yeah, you drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so very sad news about... Um, I feel like I want to do a massive burp as well now. Yeah. Um, very sad news about Sam Kelly as well, who... Um, I think it was quite an underrated actor. I was watching him in Hello, Hello. Uh, and he, uh, <laughs> um, which, of course, we're going to do Hello, Hello as well. We've uh, Pete Carmen now. Excuse me. Better out than in. Better out than in. Anyone who's on our Facebook page, and if you're not, please come along and join. You might have seen me banging on slightly about a wonderful little children's TV program called Summerton Mill. It was in. Uh, it's made. Obviously, it's a modern thing. It was made uh, about ten years ago. The first. Yeah, season. I don't know. I don't know it. Or, or eight years ago. And it was made in the style of Trumpton and Campbellwick Green uh, and, and all that. So you know it's that kind of animation. Mm. Wonderful little stories, only like 10 minutes long. And they did two series, the BBC, you know, Wisdom dropped them. And, uh, yeah, of course. And so, and, but they are hoping to do a bit of a comeback. So you can pick it up from Amazon. Uh, please do if you want to. We are also at the moment in works um, to try and, well, we have got now, an Amazon affiliation account. And for those people who don't know what it is, um, we'll be putting a link if I can figure out what to do. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm not that savvy in the old computer things. I might have to be getting in touch with our mate Dan Vieira. <laughs> yeah, 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 He's yeah. a genuine genius yeah, yeah. in this kind of thing. And, um, and we'll be putting a link on there. And basically what that means, it doesn't cost you, the listeners, anything. Um, but if you want to buy something from Amazon, if you click on that link and buy it through, not through us, but it goes, it kind of like bounces back. So it's like, oh, you've come from what? Yeah, because we had a few people like that when we like. Uh, especially when we did things like Lockstock, a lot of people maybe didn't really know about Lockstock. Yeah, they went and bought the DVD. Yeah, yeah obviously. Dwarf, not... Actually, a lot of people went and bought their Dwarf. Yeah, yeah, that's So uh, we get something like 0.2%, which we'll be buying. Um, but I've actually asked to be paid in Amazon vouchers for me and you, which means we can buy the stuff that we haven't yet seen to talk about. Which is cool. Um, which means I can finally get Kelly on to last of the summer wine. We can never! <laughs> I'd, I'd rather eat all them bacon meats. You might eat all I was going to say, actually, I probably wouldn't. No. <laughs> so, compo it is. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, anyway, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Voyager. I'm curious, Captain. Exactly what are you looking for? I need to know if we did serious harm to this life form. Let's see. You ran your ship through it, fired phasers at it, and blew a hole in it with a photon torpedo. I'd say it's a pretty good chance that you did Computer some fairly significant... And Cal, before we talk about it all, after we've listened to these comments, what do we always do? Play the theme tune.
for that account, we've got some comments and some two MP3s. Is there any haters on air? There's no haters on here. Yeah. Someone who's not overly happy about some things, but I mean, that's... Yeah, but we know them things. Like, as long as they're haters, because this is the reason why we did this, because we are both fans of Voyager. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, got... Voyager. Yeah, no, 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 no. I've, actually, the people who have sent, uh, sent us the MP3s in, uh, uh, a very, and unfortunately, I've, I've listened to them. You won't get to listen to them to yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. but I've actually made notes of what they say, yeah, so yeah. I've told you about it. Um, in that same kind of vein, really, and thankfully we got, which I was really hoping for, um, wonderful Sue from uh, the Anomaly podcast, the Anomaly Supplemental. I really wanted a, a woman's point of view because yeah, of yeah. how important Jeremy is. But hey, we'll get that. But first yeah. of all, let me have these comments. First on, of all, Kel, of course. Oh! He wouldn't be a podcast. Oh, God. We haven't had it for over six weeks. <laughs> without, six weeks? Go we, on, then. Without our Go resident, on, uh, resident input, uh, Rob K. Are you ready, everybody? Oh, oh, Sit back go. and relax. He's Rob K. Ironically, somebody actually sent me an email saying from Rob Kay and it was somebody else and he really put it I was like yeah, this is his he's got no he just sort of winded us up cute cheeky sausage anyway here we go hey waffles why no new shoes waffles you make my frog angry one star hello waffles how, I should point out because I've taken my uh, input out hello waffles how are you and the mad dog face Ginga Kelly fucking Ginga <laughs> I am intelligent but not work at no university at this moment, I picks up litter for cancel, picks up wrappers and papers and cans and fingers waffles, lols. I also help volunteer to help people swim who can't swim. I can swim good, like a human tuna, lols. I see the boy who calls me pisties and chases, and, and chases him with a big stick. I like the hot sun, but it's burned my chops, made them red and sizzly waffles. I sees a homeless tramp in town and offers him a bite of my Greg steak bake and he calls me a dickhead. <laughs> I, got, I got my driving test this week, Waffles. If I pass, I come sees you and Mad Dog's face, Cal, and stays with you and have great time, lols. We're like the three amigos. I love my girlfriend, but her dad not like me since me not a gypsy. What? He said he not like me until I can beat him at Pony Trap. <laughs> but I don't know what that means, so I don't think I will 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 win. And I like animals, Waffles. It might mean me and girlfriend have to break up Waffles because her, da- her dad forbade it. And she not like Bon Jovi, and I loves them, Waffles. I'd miss her pretty eyes and... <laughs> I'd miss her pretty eyes and holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear anyway oh, yeah. uh, my friend Goosey dares me to go into Spooky Hole at the Owly I did it but it was Mingy and I sees a big rat it was the size of a dog like a Yorkshire Terrier but with rat eyes hope a new shoe soon Waffles bye bye P.S. sad news about it Mal I love bottom R.I.P. Well, There's some strange going on there because he never seems to actually talk about anything no. just what's going on in his life but the thing is though, that, that is a collection of his emails and that not with my no. replies I've just taken my replies out so it's like you know I'll he's be, got a very unusual way of speaking he's an amazing right. if, this is obviously someone who's a brilliant writer mm. or oh, yeah. it's the other thing he's not right <laughs> I don't know but I'm not letting him know where he is no 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 if he come out for the podcast mate oh that'll be interesting no let's not do that <laughs> uh, so uh, we got an email from uh, Gaz Piggle Irwin who Actually, he has a good idea, and I'm gonna we're gonna do this. By the way, okay. So I haven't told you about this. Um, so I didn't know he was ten years old. Hi guys, lovely tribute to Rick Mann and Sam Kelly. Kelly, 
I'll listen for a long time now and look forward to your monthly Stroke 6 Weekly Injection of Nostalgia. I have to say though, I prefer the format when you only cover British shows. Well, we are doing some more, so don't worry. Uh, US sci-fi shows are, have a fiercely loyal following, but a very niche following. No matter how many of your listeners who subscribe to the original format will look forward to another Star Trek show. He's going to be really upset when we do TOS. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, I appreciate you doing this for nothing and in return. I truly do appreciate it, but I miss the old British shows as the show is looking at good old British telly and they're few and far between, which will explain it. You asked for suggestions for the gauntlet. I'd like to see some of us do have them. Cal? Yeah, yeah, I said I, I did love that, yeah. Heidi hi. <laughs> Are you being served? Mm-hmm. Vicar of Dibley? Dear John, oh, I don't remember. I remember dear John. Remember the theme. I think the, remember the theme tune. <laughs> Just doing that. Remember the theme tune. Ralph Bates, that weren't he? He worked. Yeah, I think yeah. On the buses. Yeah, yeah. Films. Uh, we have actually been kind of the shout in the time, and we're going to do a few more old ones. But uh, as we've always said, and I did reply this in an email, we've always said we'll only do TV shows that we remember watching. Yeah. Because otherwise, it just means yeah. I'm reading off a of Wikipedia. And, it's and for, you know, us growing up for 25 years, maybe. Star Trek has been very much in our lives. Mm. And when we started this path, we said that we, to ourselves, we want to do all the, do all of them because we love I'm them all do, and do Star I'm Wars. Not, I'm not too sure about this. Yes, no, no, no. But I mean, the ones that we love, we yeah. said we we're going to, always going to do the three that we well, love, don't T- we? TOS is going to be an anniversary show, isn't it? Yeah, right. And then the same with Star Wars. 50 years next year, man. No, 50 years in 2016. It's got to be, isn't it? In 2016. Yeah, 66, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TOS, we'll do TOS. Yeah, yeah. Would love this is what I think we should do this next one. This next suggestion, Gaz, would love the Shaun of the Dead 10th anniversary show. Because the one I did, I did with the Anomaly Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I know Meds did it with the Anomaly Ladies, but it wasn't a proper waffle on, and I'd much prefer this. I'd much prefer the two lads discuss it, and I'd love Cal's opinion as he always has interesting thoughts. I hope I survived the gauntlet. Really looking forward to Rob Kay's insanity mm. being a true highlight since he appeared in the Lord Flashheart esque blaze a few moments uh, back. That's, good. that's a good way to describe it. That's <laughs> yeah. a good way to describe yeah, it. Sir. Keep up the good work, guys. You're very much appreciated by me and thousands and thousands of others. So there you go. No, that's what we, uh, yeah, like I said, we take on we'll, we'll take that on, but we won't. But we'll still do <laughs> whatever, 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 whatever we want to do. Yeah, because like um, I said, we both love, because like I said, this was the idea with this podcast, wasn't mm. it? That you love all more British stuff. Yeah. I love more American stuff. Mm. And we like to think, that we've got American fans and British fans and Australian and whatever. So if we do two British, it's going to be mm. it's going to be a whole swathe of American people who don't like it and vice versa. We wouldn't do something really, really obscure American, yeah, would yeah, we? Yeah, I, I don't know, sliders. We wouldn't do sliders because I watched it, you didn't, and no one else did because it was cancelled. So <laughs> this is a point where we'll do stuff that's popular and we like it. That mm. is our only remit, isn't that it? Is that that's it. I think there's a couple of the odd times where maybe we'll do a show where you know more about it and you're exactly, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Like there's um, like I said, the British stuff is a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, when we go to the British stuff, that's more up your alley, isn't it? Old yeah, British yeah, TV. Yeah, it's, it's so that will be more up yours, and I like it as well. So mm. that is the thing. So we did a list email though. Really. Obviously, to get in touch. Yes, we've done a list actually. Of obviously, we won't be doing all those in a year. That's over the next couple of years. Along with some. American stuff because I can't wait to do Moonlighting. I can't believe you've not wanted to do it, do it by now because that was well, your obsession. Well, I'm buying them, you see, so I'm re watching them all. It's like at the moment, I'm re watching all the equaliser again. It's like Mad with Children. I watched one of them the other day, it was cracking me up. I thought, yeah, we should oh, do Mad with Children. I love Mad with Children. You know, we got uh, uh, um, Ed, uh, Ed O'Neill. Got his, uh, his star on the walk, uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, yeah, because he's done that on Modern Family. And, and, do, you know, and do you know where they, they put his star? Where? Outside the shoe shop, deliberately. 
Did that? Because that's where Al Bundy works. Isn't brilliant. It? That's, that's brilliant, that is. Good thinking, now. It goes to show somebody actually loves into his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, here's our first uh, Voyager um, comment. Hello, this is Meds, and this was an email we had through about Voyager from Robert Pomfret. So, excuse the sudden change in uh, sound difference, because uh, I'm recording this after we've recorded. So, this is from uh, Robert Pomfret. Uh, while not as good as Next Generation or the awesome Deep Space Nine, <laughs> uh, Voyager did have its merits. For me, Robert Picardo's grumpy hollow doctor almost steals the show. The late tradition of Reg, Barclay, was also a good move. There were some great Voyager episodes. Perhaps one of the more interesting was titled Living Witness. Here a copy of the Doctor's hologram has to set the record straight for future generations as Voyager has been portrayed as a hostile warship. Another good episode, the attempt by Chakotay and Ensign Kim to prevent the decima- decimation of Voyager back in the past was pretty cool. On a lighter note, I love Tom Paris's Bride of Chaotica holodeck program. It was nice to see the writers pay homage and parody the over-the-top sci-fi of years gone by. I'm guessing Book Rogers or Flash Gordon was its inspiration, and we say that later on in the show. Although the very last episode was well done, I agree with those people who hoped for a little more detail on what happened to the crew when they returned to Earth. It did seem like the finale was over a little too quickly. Voyager was far from perfect, something actor Robert Beltram has been less than quiet about. That said, there's enough in Voyager to enjoy, and no Star Trek fan is going to be awed by every plot line. Nevertheless, to me, DS9 represents the real height of Trek TV. Voyager was good fun. But DS9 had deeper characters and more rewarding conclusion. However, I'm happy to own the complete series of both of these shows. Live long and prosper, Robert. Thank you, Robert. And back to the show. Uh, From Robbie Adams. Greetings, Meds and Dave. Long time... I was looking at me in the strike. Long time listener, first time emailer. Oh, it sounds like the uh, yeah, oh, Steve White. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love your show. I found it searching on iTunes for only fours and horses. That's why I called it. Ah, classic. The greatest show of all time. I'm not a fan of Voyager, but I'm really looking forward to your next show. I like many. Uh, I listen to your show whilst out walking their dogs. I have walled away many an hour in all manner of weather, often in the wee small hours, walking my dogs, Trigger and Denzel. Ah. Uh, only, only for super fan, what can I say, my wife hates it, but she, she has grown up to accept it. I know you've done a Rick and Ad show, and I know you've commented in the past that you don't want to do shows for the sake of doing them in the memory of the great two Luke. But Whitmar was one of the great TV comic actors of the last 30 years. And his untimely death has come as a huge shock. I actually watched the few episodes of Bottom the evening I found out he died. And I actually wept, and I'm a tough Glaswegian with tattoos and everything. It'd be nice to hear a Bottom episode, even as a mini waffle on. Well, I've done that. that yeah, yeah, well, yes, and like I said, Bottom, I think Bottom especially was more in yours and our mate Kevin's, mm. very much our part of our life growing up. Uh, because we used to look forward, even though it was crap when we were there. We used to have brilliant time before it, getting oh, really yeah. drunk. Oh, the live show. Brilliant time during the live show, holding your blood. <laughs> uh, when are we going to get the Voyager episode? Now. Uh, right. I've been listening to inferior podcasts to plug the gap, which seems like an eternity. Well, I, you know, we don't say about it. I uh, can't wait to hear what, what Rob K has been up to, the guys of Freaky Waffles. Yeah. Uh, P.S. I couldn't help but try and contribute to conspiracy theories last month you had about whether Rob K was really like one of your friends. Yeah, because he, he was Rabbi here who, um, who put it as Rob K, the cheeky person. Uh. So, Cal, here are some the MP3s. And the first one is from Sean Vanderloo. 
from the Roasted Robot Podcast. Hello, Meds and Kel and my fellow wafflers. This is Sean, co-host of the Rusted Robot Podcast. Just wanted to send a few quick comments about uh, the TV series Star Trek Voyager. Uh, what can you say about Voyager? It's uh, definitely in the top five of my favorite Star Trek series. Fem- first female captain, which is awesome. Janeway, great job by uh, Kate Mulgrew. Love it. Seven of Nine, fantastic casting. Great bodysuit, love it. I don't know, what, what, what do you say about Voyager, really? Some great episodes. Probably my favorite episode from the series. And uh, I looked up top episodes online, and this is one of them, Timeless, the one where they crash in the ice and uh, Chakotay and Kim have to go back in time to save the crew. Actually, in, in one of our episodes on the Rusted Robot podcast, we speculated that the next Star Trek series should take place 15 years after Voyager, which this episode does, and uh, Captain Geordi should be the new uh, captain on the next Star Trek series. Starship Challenger, just like he said, but not a, not a Galaxy class, perhaps a Prometheus class or, or, or something equally advanced. All kinds of possibilities. Another great episode, Blink of an Eye. The one where they're on the uh, they're stuck in orbit on the planet that goes around really really fast features Daniel Day Kim, the actor from Lost. There's a few other good episodes. Uh, also on the list, the Thaw from season three was in a lot of top five, top tens, and yeah, don't really care for it. Uh, I like I like time ones like um, the one with Friendship One. Endgame was kind of cool with the time travel. I like that. Kazon, no. All those episodes are horrible, but we, we had a lot of great uh, a lot of great villains along the way. The Borg, that, that's another uh, point of contention when it comes to Voyager. They, they were super scary in the next generation. They were mean. They were bad. They were dangerous. And with with Voyager, well, it kind of uh, weakened them a little bit, I think. Sure, they still seem dangerous at times, but the one little ship was able to get through the Delta Quadrant. Come on, really? I don't I don't think that's even possible. But uh, still. Not but not bad, not bad. I, I could have done without the uh, Paris and Bellana romance. Everybody gives Neelix a hard time too. Uh, I don't think he was that bad of a character. He he was kind of fun. Definitely comic relief to the show. That was good. Tuvok, another great character on the show. Very Vulcan-like. Didn't have any uh, problems with his humanity, so we got to see what a true Vulcan was actually like. Uh, captain Janeway, a nice strong captain. Very adventurous, just like Kirk. Uh, the Doctor, the the second most f- popular Doctor without a name in sci-fi history, so that's pretty cool. Who else do we have? We have uh, we have Bellana, the engineer. We have Neelix, the cook. We've got oh Harry Kim, right? Yes, uh, the the longest serving ensign in Starfleet. So that's uh, that's a character that didn't get really very well developed, but he did okay. Uh, Love the Captain Proton episodes; those are good. Yeah, over, overall. My fifth favorite Star Trek series, but it was okay. Not bad. Uh, do, I, do I rank it lower than Enterprise? Yeah, I, I kind of do, just for the sheer amount of potential that Enterprise had after season three and four. Who knows what it could have had. Not a bad series. And yeah, I like it. And uh, that, that's my comments for the day. We're really enjoying the podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. I know you will. Yeah, thanks for playing the clip. Uh, this is Sean from the Rusted Robot Podcast. Rusted Robot. It's his least favorite Trek series. <laughs> what you? Uh, is this his opinion? It's, it's, it might have his opinion, but it's wrong. 
Do you think he even took into account the, anim- yes, the, fucking nine. the animated series of Star Trek as well? Uh, Probably not. No, I, like, I, no I, like I said, Star Trek is such a personal thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves their series for yeah. a reason. And like I said, I was looking on some of the online forums. Mm-hmm. People going really mad about Voyager, thinking, right. And it really is getting to it. Anyway, but I take it on, but... No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he also did mention as well about how Harry Kim was the longest running ensign, the longest serving ensign. That's an interesting thing about it, wasn't it? That's a good, uh, that's a very Star Trek fact, that is, isn't it? It is, actually. That's a really good fact, that is. I didn't know. Okay, and our next one, our final one, is a course from Sue Kissimmon from Anomaly Supplemental. Hello, Waffle On Gentlemen. This is Sue from the Anomaly Podcast, and I want to talk about Star Trek Voyager. Voyager started airing when I was still fairly young and ended around the time that I graduated from high school. I watched the entire series as it aired, but I think I was still somewhat blinded by The Next Generation, which was not only my first love in the Star Trek franchise, but my first love in all of science fiction. A couple years ago, though, I actually rewatched all of Star Trek Voyager and realized that it affected and impacted me much more than I was aware of at the time. Obviously, we have Kate Mulgrew as Captain Catherine Janeway, the first female captain of the central starship of the series, which was a really big deal at the time. Uh, A lot of people put her down or say that the character is inconsistent, but I would argue that point. I think Janeway is actually the captain that follows Starfleet regulations the most consistently throughout her series, but she also does what she needs to do to keep her people safe. But what I really love about Janeway is that she is a scientist. You know, Kirk is the adventurer, Picard is the diplomat. I'm honestly not sure what Cisco is, but Janeway is an engineer and she knows what she's talking about. She doesn't just tell her people to fix something. She tells them what's wrong, how to fix it, and how long it should take. And she's right. But there's also Belana Torres, played by Roxanne Dawson, who is a fantastic character and a really important character as chief engineer. So there are these two really strong, scientifically-minded women on the main cast of this show from the very beginning, and they're not in the typical nurturing roles that we saw in The Next Generation of counselor and doctor. Though they each had their nurturing sides, they were both just really well-formed characters. They weren't at all one-dimensional. And I think to finally have those two, just from two from the start, really strong, well-rounded women in the main cast of the Star Trek series was more formative for me than I realized at the time. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it, looking back on that. Of course, the other end of the spectrum, there was the emergency medical hologram. Uh, I understand how people could say that he got on their nerves, but I really loved that character. And he would probably be the character I would most like to hang out with at the bar, even if it's a karaoke bar. It'd be a great night, I promise. (laughs) Overall, I think Voyager did some really great things for the franchise. Uh, Species 8472 totally changed the game. They were able to use the EMH in the ways they used data in the next generation to explore humanity and explore human rights. And they were able to explore the Q continuum a little bit more, but they were also able to be a little silly and goofy and take you into the holodeck for ridiculous old film noir, black and white sci-fi movie craziness, which were some of my favorite episodes. 
I just, I really enjoy Star Trek Voyager and rewatching it recently really gave me more perspective and a better appreciation for it. And although it will likely never overtake TNG, Voyager is probably my number two Star Trek series. And according to a lot of internet quizzes, I am most like Captain Janeway, so I think it's appropriate. I think we've also decided that I am the Janeway of the Anomaly staff as well. So <laughs> that's all I got this time. Thanks, guys. Uh, looking forward to the show, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah, so uh, pretty good. Uh, 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 MP3. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's really fun to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you made some good. That's a strange you know, thing. You, know, you know, when suddenly your brain just shuts down slightly. <laughs> yeah. Is this the first one of dementia? Oh, I think it is. Oh, oh, it's something yeah. on me. Uh, thank you, Sue. Wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderfully, my very personal. Uh, the fact that she, she likes the fact that she's the first key, uh, female captain. Something, again, that um, Star Trek always very sharpens off. And the fact that Janeway was a scientist and a chief engineer, not just a pencil pusher or that. She's an explorer. Yeah. So, and it's her number two in the Trek series. Yeah. I think that's acceptable because I'd probably say that, you know, what, what she is, no. Before we get into it, I was thinking about this last night. What's he going to ask me? He's going to say, "What? Uh, what order?" Yeah, give me your order of Trek in preference first. Preference, so your now, favorite to the top. Yeah, what? Now I see this as what could I put on at any time right. and watch? I think it's TNG. Even the first couple of seasons. Well, this is it. TNG mm. original series. Oh right, okay. Means to means so much to me yeah. more than whatever it's about. It just okay. changed my life. It's my all-time favorite character. It never is Kirk. Voyager, right? Enterprise. Oh, okay. I like Enterprise. Yeah. DS9. Fo- DS9. And uh, I'd say not the last two seasons of DS9 are amazing. Yeah. When Wolf and O'Brien come to it, amazing. All with pre ball We need to say that we we had it's in his post beard pre ball <laughs> Now I know this isn't a DS9 thing, but when you watch it as well, when he shaved his hair off, right, and grew his beard, that the series started to get better, but his acting got No, no, he's, he's a terrible actor. No, who would talk about don't they talk about Shatner like that? And I thought compared to him. Shatner's I don't think Shatner's that much a bad actor. people people see Shatner now as the caricature of Shatner. Not really the... But Avery Brooks, he's acting. I, I, I think he's cool, in it? But he's acting. Oh, he's terrible. No, and it had the worst ever ending. The oh, worst ever ending, because... Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like I told you, right, why I said you why I like Star Wars over Star Trek. I don't think Enterprise had a bit of a shit ending as well. I know what... It was a Bobby Ewing moment in the show. It was, right. <laughs> well, there was so much trouble in that last series, though, wasn't there? You know, read all the stuff. Yeah. There's so much going on in that last series. I'd love to see the proper series. Okay. But I think... In Enterprise, that last series is an amazing series. There's such dark science fiction in it. Now, would you welcome... Think about this earlier on today. Because Scott Bakula still looks cool, and he's not that Oh, old. I was looking at them. Things. And all the other people who are in the Enterprise are still quite young. I think you could get another Enterprise, right, with um, the ship redone, so it's starting to look like the um, NCC ship. Interesting, so many because Trek, if you, so many Trek fans now will be shared. Constitution's crap. Is it Constitution? Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, really, I've just read that first 150 years history. What about body? Because it's an amazing thing. And there's loads about that. But because he, beca- he, be- he retired and then became an ambassador, oh. so that's the thing. But there's another. I can't. Yeah, but so did Kirk, I can't. Yeah, but the thing is, there's another captain, 
and it's gone off the top of my head now. We need well, Keith. There was, there was a woman captain. There was other captains. He had point. The, the, the big problem with uh, Star Trek series is everyone just wants Enterprise. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that that's, is, that's why Voyager was so good, though. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, let's get back to Voyager now. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. Okay, so let's go through the reading list. Cal, as usual, jump in mm. whenever you feel the mm. need to. So, Star Trek Voyager, created by Rick Berman, uh, Michael Piller, Jerry Taylor, and of course it's based on the uh, Star Trek world, created by Gene Roddenberry. Thankfully he was dead at this point. Uh, no disrespect to Gene Roddenberry, but um, I don't think it would have, Voyager would have been... No, no. Well, well, saying that, well, no, it was like TNG. When he, when he died, yeah. Ronald D. Moore said he was upset and elated at the same time because yeah. he could actually do what he wanted to do. And Ronald D. Moore was an amazing... And dark, dark episodes. He wanted... That he, you know, he knew he needed more complex because the probably Gene wasn't really brilliant science, but he always wanted everything... To, it was a bit nice, weren't it? Yeah. It was a bit nice and... Although, come on, Evil Kurt versus Yeah, Kurt. Oh, I love all that stuff. But this was, a, I think, you know, you know, science fiction was going a different way, wasn't it? Do you think Kirk still... If you put all the um, all the captains into a ring, like on that... that for, a uh, and for a fight. For a fight. You reckon Kirk is... I don't mean the actors, I mean the characters. You reckon Kirk's like... That's like in Fight Club, isn't it? He said he wants to fight. He's a Kirk. Um... That who would have been in a fight? Yeah. Well, Janeway was tough. She was tough. Yeah, tough. Scott Bakula weren't physically tough, but he was very fucking vicious. Mm. I don't know about Avery Plus. He didn't really seem he to. He just shouted at him. Yeah, public. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Picard, I don't think Picard is really tough, do you? No, not really. But he, I mean, he held his own, didn't he? And, you know, William Shatner's always got the flying. Look, when he throws himself <laughs> like and, and the, the, the two handed swing and he'd always bring his stunt double in it or any time we were the worst we were clearly <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. we were not looking at that because right? <laughs> no, he got that and then he turned around his back and he looked like half a stone lighter wouldn't he <laughs> that was so here's the cast um, the wonderful Kate Mulgrew as Captain Catherine Janeway now Captain was born Catherine Kiernan Maria Mulgrew on April the 29th, Kev's birthday, uh, 1955. Yeah, in, uh, she's she's, 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 she's 60. Yeah, yeah. Um, years active in acting, 75. Um, now, I, I must admit, I've only ever seen her in uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Project, the new program. That's on that, that, Orange is the new black picture, yeah. I, 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 my wife's watching, yeah. loving it. Really. Um, but I do remember seeing her, although I haven't seen all 13 episodes. There's only 13 episodes. And she was Mrs. Columbo. What, she? She was Mrs. Colombo in the spin-off TV series from the late 70s. I didn't she know they did. That's Mrs. interesting. Yeah, and there's episodes available on YouTube. Worth watching. Is he in it? Peter Falk in it? No, no, it's just her. Yeah. So he's got right, he was so his roles first. He did always yeah. talk about his wife and never yeah, say yeah, that. She, I don't know where it was, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> she, she, um, he was mad especially, like, especially for her. That's interesting. Mm, and after, obviously, she'd done a lot of um, theatre, mainly portraying um, Captain Hepburn. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. She's, she's got that kind her of role of anyone she's like that is Catherine. Hepburn, I think so. Very it? much as a lot of things. So, uh, yeah, your, your opinion of Catherine, of Kate Mulgrew, sorry. You know. Uh, and also Jane Way. Well, mainly, I'll talk about Jane. I want to talk, you know, I think it's the we, you know, we were all this, we're brought up, and this is a horrible thing to say, but in science fiction, very much a lot of sexism. Absolutely. Right? You were done about this the other day. You've had been. You're not about this, haven't you? With people well, online, right? Yeah, no, there's been. I mean, I think there's. Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, some posts that have been coming up and uh, quite a bit on the Anomaly podcast on the Facebook page, 
rightly so. Um, there, there has been a lot, of, and I think I think it's about time, really. I mean, as you say, it's a bit like podcasting, really, to a certain degree. It's been very male dominated, and you've got like quite a few female podcasts coming out there now. And obviously, that, you know, there's a voice out there, and which has been seriously lacking, I think. And there is a bad, you know, a, a lack of representation of, of strong female parts. But when you do get a strong female, right, you, you welcome it. But I mean, there's like a suit turned around and say, "What did she?" We got not Rip, Ripley's the one, yeah, isn't it? Ripley, like the nurturing roles, which always seem to be Ripley. I think is the standout case for that. Which is both yeah. nurturing and yeah. fucking puts a big machine gun on and shoots fucking yeah. people. But yeah, I mean she wasn't that the first one. I mean obviously yeah, later yeah. on. Um, but uh, my my not beef, but my argument came from the fact that one, you know, one thing I can't stand is is jumped up blokes banging on about stuff they don't know about, or just because they want to either fit in or look like, oh look, I'm agreeing with you. I don't like that. No, I don't. I don't like that. And I also don't like, just <laughs> one person, I think, uh, somebody banging on about something when they weren't born. Do you know what I mean? No, don't bang, the, on about, don't is, bang on about something. Like, oh, yeah, I wish it was like... This is Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I know, you it's know. Like, no, it's like someone's going, oh, we were better off in like the 1960s when you were born in 1975. Well, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, you were yeah, born yeah, in yeah. It's called roasting tinted glasses. Yeah. I hate that's one of those. No, no, it's not. Anyway, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Um, we were the same when we, you know, because we were big Star Trek fans. And when it come up, it's like, what did we say? Pretty woman captain. And that's a horrible thing to say. Yep. Well, I'm honest, we did say that. Mm. So as you're young and you're not, you don't, you're like, what my bloody, we want Shatner, we want Patrick Stewart, we want Tough. And yeah. you think, oh no, it's well, going to be really lame, it's going to be really not, touchy. This was 1995, yeah. so I mean, we were 20, you know, yeah. 21 years so, old. So you know, heterosexual, you know, yeah. it's like, oh no, it's going to be good. But, you know, I'll say this now. You look at it, she's the most ruthless mm-hmm. uh, captain by a long way. I think she's the least compassionate. Yeah. I really do. Because you, you know, in all of these episodes, in all of them, we all know about 30 to 40% of all Star Trek series are generally the crap episode, right? Mm-hmm. But I think even her crap episodes are watchable because of her. Yep. Perhaps some of the next generation ones are unwatchable, and we know what we, which characters we're talking about. We know Beverly Crusher. What happens when you that spin on? Oh, what? Who? Who? Oh, it was Jenna Mandela. It was done about that one where she fell in love with a ghost. Awful. Oh, and you think, what? Where? You've just totally lost both of your senses. It's like you know that's not good role models. No, it's like you said. You even know, if, even if one attractive ghost. It's like I said, I love TNG, uh, about original series all the while I watch it. The style for them, series three, mm. you can't, they're unwatchable. And that's when, even though William Shatner's brilliant in him, yeah. the thing with the weak episodes on Fingy, she's so good in it, and she's got such a sense of um, presence mm. on screen, that's what she You believe she's a captain. Well, yeah, and what Sue said on her, her comment was the fact that she is one of the captains who actually sticks closer to all the Starfleet regulations than anybody else. Because they're out in a devil of quadrant, no one's there to police them. No, 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 they, they could do all. anything they want yeah. to, which of course is what the Marquis would do, which yeah. is what's really more important about that, the fact that she's able, with, of course, older Kote, to bring a band of, like, in essence, both goody-goodies and rebels together and, you know, have a harmonious ship. And it is a harmonious ship, or it's a small ship, but she could quite easily turn around and say, we need to get home. We've got, it's going to take us 75 years, 70,000 light years away. Who's going to know? Yeah, yeah. Why just go pillaging? We just go, let's go, getting all the energy we can't. We might, we could rob a ship, blow up as many people we want, but, which you could easily do without desperation. If you think that, your chances are you're going to be dead yeah. by the time you get home. So even the younger people in your ship, because what? She's 
probably meant to be in her mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be a hundred odd years old. So she's good. Chances are she's going to be dead. And that to me says a lot well, that she's putting all of her, her trust and everything in this crew, knowing that she's never going to get home. Well, look at that one, that Infinite Oblivion episode. Mm. Where I can't this always put Infinite Oblivion. That one, that episode's made, even though it's a replicant, she still will not yeah, do something to save the South, which comes in the end. They're all die because of it, yeah. but she still will not break that Prime Directive. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, it's her strength of character. Because even in the future there'd be sexism. I don't, you know, oh, they don't care. So there's she's a, so strong in that. Nature, isn't there? It's yeah. like you're never gonna. It's like the the, the the Star Trek utopia, isn't it? Where there's no there's no currency and stuff. No, like no. That. And that we all live in a like a socialism kind of thing. Well, it is coming, but yeah, coming. But you know, it's never gonna happen because there's always gonna be greed in there's bad people. There's always bad people. But it's like it's like turning around and saying that you know, I'll you know, I'm not racist or I'm not sexist. Well, yeah, you, everyone is, because sooner or later, or somewhere along the line, you'd have said something, you'd have thought it, it's only because of that you're intelligent, you wouldn't say it. Exactly, you know it's wrong. Yeah, you know it's wrong, and, and that's when you think, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Like, yeah. So it's always going to be there, and I think that's just how I agree with you, I think her her character is, is incredible. Well, don't listen, she's tough and warm, yeah. right? And, you know, a lot, a lot of the other captains, a lot of it's based around them being funny, mm. Yeah. Especially Shatner. Give him the wink and all like, that. Yeah, but that was later on. Early Shatner wasn't like that. No, no, that's it. They always did that. They always softened well, up the they captains. That, they did that thing at the end of the episode where they almost put a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, there's loads of... Even, <laughs> even TNG, they really softened up Patrick yeah. Stewart and going back to see his family. With Jane away, yeah. she was always tough. Although Even I, them last episode, she was tough. Yeah, although I, yeah, especially because she fights against herself near enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 you just saying that about Picard though, is that I, I think it actually worked really well with, you're going back to see his family, especially how much he didn't get on with his older brother. But then of course, when they all die, in that, they all burn, and they find out that he's, his nephew, yeah, yeah. who he absolutely adores. Is it nephew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. absolutely adores. Oh, again, you sit there, you're thinking, look how good of an actor Patrick Stewart yeah. is. And then you also look at Kate Mulgrew and you realise how much of a good actor she is as well, you know. Well, like I said, her, you know, I just think she's the forgotten about captain, right? When my, like I said to my wife, I said, she didn't even know there was a female captain. Oh, really? I said, I said that is because I think in the, the, like, the sci-fi press and the sci-fi world, mm. it, it's a lot of middle-aged men mm. who don't like don't like women in their world. And, and, well, people are going to have a go at me now, but it's the well, truth. No, we like see it at the memorabilia fair. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's quite sad, really. And it's, it's these kind of people as well who don't embrace new, new formula new ideas and you know the problem is and, and this was the point that was being made on Anomaly was the fact that it's not so much our latitudes to change I don't think especially Generation X because we, we brought up really the hippie kind of thing where there's more equal you know equal, mm-hmm. equal you know we've got equal marriage it's the people still in charge of studios who don't green light Female writers doing sci-fi. Yeah. Now, look, you know, look at Star Wars. How many yeah. female writers involved in that new Star Wars? None. No. Will they make the main character? Why not make a Jedi Knight over the girl? Want to be a Jedi Knight? I think this is where some of the EU stuff comes in where they are. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm still, hold, I'm still holding out that. Well, why not? I think I'd love to see Star Wars and have a, a female character, not Princess Leia. Oh, she kicks yeah, off. Well, She's I, in it for about what ten minutes. You know what? Yeah, but I'd much prefer to see a Sith. Female character. Yeah, also having a bad day, but they won't know, will they? You know it'll be, because teenage boy. But I think that, like you said, a lot of teenage boys nowadays, they grow up with it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because the chances are their parents, instead of like growing up where yeah. the mum stayed at home, cooked dinner, and all that, 
you know, they're, they're in a power. They're all of Ripley, you're right, they're all of Ripley. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one says it's a woman, they've got his Ripley, yeah, but she's different. Mm. No shit, she's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I'm gonna, this might sound slightly sexist as well. No, you can say that, you would. <laughs> yeah, I really found her really Yeah, no, you do. No, I no. think it might be because she's in a powerful position. And all of my, mm. all, generally all my girlfriends and, and my wife, yeah, they all had higher, higher paid jobs and more important roles than that. So let's uh, crack on to Robert Beltram. Uh, not crack on, that sounds even more weird. Um, Commander Chakotay, born Robert Adam Beltram on November the 19th, 1953. In uh, Bakersfield, California, he's been acting since 1981, and of course he played again another movie Star Trek in which his character was like almost like a um, yeah. native uh, native American. Yeah, I'm say, and, uh, and yeah, like yeah, well, yeah. Chuck, I say Chuck is one of my weaker characters, isn't it? Do you think it's because of the fact that he he was the leader of a rebel party and then kind of, hey, kind this, of dropped pretty This quickly. is the big but then thing. You got Teresa, t- a Torres who turns around and says. Like, you know, what the hell are you doing? What, we just, what, we just going, yeah, man, let's just lie down and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but there is something weird in there. He's, bad, he's this badass rebel fighter. And within not two days, he's got the most... He knows all the regulations and everything. Yeah, he's got a uniform on. He's having dinner with the captain. <laughs> but, yeah, like he said, there's loads of bits in... There's loads of bits in... Uh, there's loads of bits in Star Trek where he said, you don't, you don't mean to think about it too much. That's why I love, I love the January and there's time travel stuff. Sometimes yeah. don't think about it too much. Do, no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> do, do you not think, though, it's, it might be slightly because of the fact that they was... And I'm only guessing this. They might be worried that if you had his character slightly dominant, then the power struggle between Definitely the character and the I think that's what it be. was. They didn't want everyone loving him. Because everyone likes the number two, don't they? Everyone yeah, loves the number who two. Who doesn't like Riker? Exactly. <laughs> everyone likes Riker. Like I said, in DS9, and it got good when Worf came into it. So it, that, and all these things. So I can understand that. The number two in um, DS9 was... Um, uh, which, uh, Dax? Um, no, he was Dax. But oh, no, he's a Kira. Kira, I yeah. Her, you? Uh, Kira. Yeah, the one who went out of Odo. She's bloody awful, you know. Yeah, but he's all because of that religious system for now. I mean, that's what made DS9. Anyway, we're not there to talk about this one. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, but... I, don't, I think with him, I don't, I don't think he was the greatest actor in the world ever because I watched an awful episode of it. It was The Font. It's the one when he's boxing. It's bloody awful. Yeah. It's an awful episode. And I don't blame him because, uh, like I said, he only did what he was on the screen, but I think his character's a bit underwritten. Mm. Like he, I said, and they kept, every time there was anything spiritual, he'd have to do it. And you're thinking, it's so, so obvious. Well, do, you, do you know that there, there, was, there was meant to be, um, you'd meant to see a, um, a, like a wolf in his quarters every now and again, like a, like a, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his vision. He's got a guardian. He's like, um, something out of, um, the Golden Compass, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Probably expense really. Also, you'd be, if you turn, because the idea of, of, of science fiction TV programs, in essence, is that you can jump in. I mean, all right, there's a major story arc with Voyager because it's about them getting home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can still jump into any episode unless it's part oh, of yeah. it. And, and go can. with the flow. Yeah, if you're sitting there and suddenly this wolf comes trotting around, what are you doing? Yeah, that is like, true. Whoa, whoa, yeah, where's yeah. this wolf comes out? Oh, yeah, I just think some of the, the, the Native American stuff is a bit heavy-handed. Yeah, I yeah, and, know. I, I, you know, and that was what I saw when the fact that planet them all on, and it, it's like you know you're getting a bit ridiculous. You know, but you know that's an awful. Ah, they've made that up. It's in that hundred and fifty. You know, oh, listeners, I just read a thing called the first hundred and fifty years of the Federation, and there is that. That did happen. Loads of written. Oh, like, really? Went off into space and. Thought, I'm thinking of what can I've read it all now. That would ex- to... explain where they, they've all gone. Instead, they're just really being butchered. Well, there you go. Um, so, Roxanne Dawson as Belana Torres, uh, born Roxanne Caballero. In LA, California. Um, 
Weirdly hotter than when, than when yeah, she was hot, normal. Hotter with, hotter with makeup on. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, but like I said, did, you know, you know, wouldn't not scared of anyone. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are going to go about now. Yeah, but he got really soapy with some pants. I love that though. I'm sorry, I really. Well, so people don't have sex in the federation. Yeah, like, this is what I liked about on a ship. Confined to each other, it wouldn't happen. Of course, yeah. it would be Look, it happens in Big Brother, and they're in there for a few bloody weeks, and they're all shagging. Talk, no, but yeah. the point is, you put people all together, mm. they will do things like that. And this is what I liked about boys. We'll bury some of later, but the people have lives mm. outside of the Federation. The thing that I thought with TNG, everyone, that's their life. Yeah. But I thought people ain't like that. People yeah. still like having sex, well, just, like getting drunk and off all the things that normal people yeah. do. Well, this is what was good about the fact that they use their, holo- uh, their hologram um, suites in a really good way, which we'll go on to a little bit later on uh, when we talk about um, uh, our fate, one of our favourite characters. Uh, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed their relationship. I thought it was, because uh, the fact I didn't get on to start off with, was a classic, uh, and the fact as they're going and having to work together, of course, Tom ends up, you know, trying to become a medic and all this kind of stuff. And that episode where she's the first person to die, isn't she? On that episode, that where she's amazing, you know, yeah. the clone. Yeah, and because I got married, Harry Kim pretended to be a clone. That was shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 Harry Kim. Oh, was like, oh, yes, we know that's the one reason people are like it, but we'll get around that in a minute. We'll yeah, well, although he's a really cool guy, I man. I've been watching uh, watching his stuff on Twitter, and uh, he's, yeah. a, he's a funny guy. But no, I really, I really like her, Blano. I think she's a really good character. I think it's really well wrote, and I thought her performance of bringing out a good, strong film I like it was just bang on. And like I said, there's one of her amazing episodes is that uh, Barge of the Dead. Which is that one when she was in the the uh, the bar, in the afterworld? Mm. That is an amazing episode. Yeah. Ronald D. Moore. That is. Oh, is really? Yeah, yeah. One of my favourite ones is the one where um, it's almost like a Kirk one, where um, you got the full Vulcan and then the human side of her. You remember that one? That split, the split, the split apart. Really, classic. And that was when the first time I thought to myself, I can't believe I actually really fancy her for Klingon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what they started thinking to the same. Weren't it bloody? Uh... The the uh the one who went out of it the little the young girl oh Kes Kes yeah. she looked better dressed up like that than she did in real life <laughs> anyway we'll talk about that later yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I will talk about it now actually uh, Jennifer Lane uh, uh, um, who played Kes born August twenty fourth nineteen seventy four so same uh, age as, uh, yeah. as as well actually that's how young years. she was in that then bloody absolutely yeah. Um, years active as an actress, 91 to 2003. Of course, she resigned from acting in 2003. The only thing I've ever saw in was American History X, where she's... Yeah, I mean, she... Um, she but she's also got over your books, hasn't it? It hasn't it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she she retired from... I think that... There's, what is that? Convoluted stories here, where the fact that she was either sacked from Voyager, uh, not because of her or anything, not because of acting. Although she says that she wasn't too happy with her when she made that uh, guest appearance. You know, and she said she didn't like her acting. I thought it was perfectly fine. I always come back to badass. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, but um, I think there was a thing of like, of course, seven of nine came in. We couldn't have two of yeah. them, and so they got, of course, ratings boosting, uh, which I think is again. But we'll get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Point of view. I can understand that. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I mean, Jennifer left uh, acting is now uh, trying to become a nutritionist. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a shame. It's just that a character never went anywhere. I thought there was so much good potential. But there was yeah. so, the, the telepath when she become that telepathic, yeah, yeah, and she was yeah. dangerous. 
Is that amazing episode where she's traveling through time, isn't yeah. that? I love that one. And that one where she's walking through the ship and the ship's just booking. Yeah, there was some good, but it was all the others, weren't it? But they couldn't go anywhere because she's meant to be. You see, you, you, see, you know, she's meant to be a, I, I, a baby in the yeah. shoe. I see, this is the thing I don't, and, yeah, and this is the reason why I didn't feel, never felt comfortable about the whole Neelix thing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, and no, no, well, I'll get to him in a minute. Because he's my work partner. You get people, those people really like it. I actually really like Nathan Phillips, but Nathan Phillips, like, but I, I just, he, every time that their relationship come on, he was the equivalent of, oh, it's a, you know, Troy and Kutcher episode. Exactly. Or it's, yeah. oh, it's, a, it's a West thing. And nothing against them, but it was just the fact that it was like, oh, it's just going to be him being paranoid. You got that one where it was a birthday and Tom Paris had bought us and like that. And then there was uh, a future yeah, yeah. where he got married and, you and can see what they were trying, can't you? See, you see, it just it didn't work, did it? No. It just didn't work. And look, you know, you know, Neelix, yeah. Now she, uh, uh, Jennifer does appear every now and again at conventions, but she's not the most, you know, uh, oh look at me show because she's not showbiz anymore. And I actually got quite upset by some of the comments that were made because when she was back on stage, she would put quite a bit of weight on, you know, let her hair grow out, because everyone imagines Kez is this small thing, you know. She's quite hot, she's quite hot, she's quite hot she? But, you know, the thing is, I mean, really, got, all people talked about was. My God, she's got a bit of weight on. And you think, well, who cares? Well, yeah, but this is the thing about the men, isn't it? When a woman's on the fed, the first thing everyone gets is what she looks like and what her weight's like. Don't do it with blokes. No. There's plenty of fat bastards in sci fi world, isn't there? Joe Chibiani. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt LeBlanc, although fair fact of Matt LeBlanc, he did turn around and said that he had put some tin on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who, was, who did I saw the other day? And I thought, wow, I got a haircut, Pete. Oh, he was. Um, Oh, some actor. I can't remember who it was. He'll come to me. Anyway, uh, let's jump on to Robert Duncan McNeil, who played Tom Paris. Everyone likes Tom Paris. Everyone loves him. It was our mate. Loved Tom Paris, didn't he, Kev? Kev loved Kev Tom, Tom Paris. No, no, because he's like you, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. He's like, he <laughs> wanted to be Tom Paris, yeah. didn't he? Uh, born November the 9th, 1964. So mm-hmm. again, you know, in his 50s, in Valley, North Carolina. Now, he's, I think he's on the facts a little bit later on, but... There's no mistake in the fact that really his character is the same character as that was in the TNG episode where um, they did that space manoeuvre at Starfleet Academy. It was um, the one where he went. Yeah, yeah, it's when he went back, didn't he? Because uh, is that the one? No, 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 no. Do you remember it was Wes and they did that um, Starfleet formation and they tried to do the star and the one she got blown yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and finally turned around and said, oh, we'll just say it was an accident, to, you know. And Crusher did, you know, the thing of like listen to Picard and went, oh, well, you know, it was actually our fault, blah, blah. And he got kind of like, I didn't even know about this. Means. He was meant to be that character. And in essence, he is that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, I just don't mention it. I think the reason. It's not why the way Tuvok's in it. He's in there, too. Yeah, but that's really convoluted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think, and I don't know this for, for, for true, if you saw something in my head, I don't think they used the name because if they used the name, they would have to pay the writer of that episode. Oh. It's a character, isn't it? No, but he, he, yeah, like I said, I think you know his character did. You know, he, I think he does. They, they didn't know what to do with him towards the end. I think. I think the first four series is, is amazing. Mm. Tom Paris, sort of after he gets married, I think his character. Characters, that's why they tried to bring in the Delta Fly, didn't they, and make him a bit more. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like I said, they brought in. You know, uh, uh, what's the uh, not Robotnik? Of course, they bring in Robotnik. Uh, you know, the um, in the in the twenties, like the Flash Gordon thing. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the thing to do with Book Rogers. Yeah, like, all that know, stuff. They bought that in, didn't yeah. they? Because that's it. But I think his character sort of went off. But I think that there was because it was meant to be cancelled. Well, you didn't want it. It was meant to be cancelled, weren't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think they, were, the they were making stuff up towards him, weren't they? But but I think in them first four to five, he was a really good character. And so he was a character. They said, "Who do you want to be in?" 
Everyone would have gone Tom Paris. Yeah, because he, he flies a ship. Flies a ship. He looks quite cool. And he's got banana. And, and, he, and he gets banana. banana. Yeah. And he also comes up with some... I mean, his honey, idea of the honeymoon... He's a speakeasy yeah, in the 1920s Chicago yeah. with like, you know, the yeah, Charleston and yeah. all that. And you think to yourself, that man's got a good and idea of a magic night. Uh, Sarah Silverman, are you watching that episode because goes back to work? <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why I fancy Sarah Silverman. Mm. I don't know why, I don't know. She's funny. She's, she's really funny, funny. No, she's really funny. She's hot. Yeah, she's she's fucked Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a lot. No, um, so Ethan Phillips, who plays Neelix, poor old Neelix. Uh, though again, that's just my my bag. Uh, born February the eighth, nineteen fifty five. You know, he was sixty. Um, yeah, brilliant actor. Uh, been in quite a few Star Trek episodes. He was a, a um, Romulan. I think. Oh, was it? No. no, the one who Quark. Frangie. Oh, yeah, the Frankie. Yeah. the Frankie in, uh, in yeah. TNG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, not my favourite character. My I, I think, you know, I don't think he's as bad as people remember. I think he's crap at the beginning with Kesh. But later on, when he becomes a medic. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, what is he? He's the heart of it, isn't he? Well, he's the, he's the, um, he's the kind of like the, what's he called, the, you know, the, to get everyone up, um, the, the morale officer, the morale officer. and yeah. I think he's you. You're meant to look at him and think, well, you know, he's he's as much as an artie. Look, he's helping everyone out to mm. get home, yeah. and he's never been there. No, he has no that's idea, the interesting yeah. thing. That's not his home, yeah. but he's still willing to give up. And that's sort of I quite like, you know. Like I said, he ain't, he's the winky scatter, but not him. He's acting. He's yeah, acting actually, really I good. Actually, I didn't really think about that until you just said that. Really. It's true. Yeah, you yeah. think what he's doing? He's the only one. He's selfless. He's completely yeah. selfless in that thing. He cooks for everyone. We don't have to do none of this. No, no, no. Because he finds his home. I know that in the end, he does end up going back to his yeah, people. Yeah. But for most of that journey, he doesn't know that he's going yeah. home. Yeah. He's just going to Earth with them, and he keeps saying, "Let's go back to Earth for what?" He ain't gonna get. He's got you could, you could have been Voyager back, really, couldn't you? Because none of them are dead. The character-wise, are they? Well, are they? no, no, they don't. Mm. They're no, no, no one died, did they? No, no one died. No. <laughs> um, Robert Picardo, born after everyone's favourite Robert Picardo, mm. born October twenty seventh, nineteen fifty three, in Philadelphia. Um, educated at Yale University. You can tell now. I saw, and I suggest anybody who hasn't seen this, go and look at it. His first ever acting role was in 1977 in an episode of Who Loves You Baby? Was it? Kojak. And it's on YouTube. This type of people Kojak. He has got hair. What? He's got, <laughs> hair. He's got, he's got the, the cowboy hair. Oh, yeah, he's got a hair. We first saw him as the cowboy in Inner Space. Yeah, yeah, he's the cowboy. Oh, yeah. I love Inner Space. Really good. Again, a wonderful character. Not on paper, not a lot to that character. It's the deepest yeah. character? Yeah, Robert Picardo. He, he's kind of like, well, he's a newborn, really. He wants a personality. It's the data, isn't it, really, I suppose. It is the data. But I think, I think Robert did a better job than what. Um, Brent Spiner did. Oh, no. Because that's, I think, that's not to say that's probably the right more. But no, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. He has definitely the most complicated wordplay scripts. Yeah. This is why I like Q. Oh, John DeLancey. Because it's the scripts. Mm. And, and that's Robert Picardo. John DeLancey and Cameron will grow best friend in real life. Oh, oh. He's, he's, you know, he uses the great words. And, he, and I like the way he, he can go into singing, he goes into Shakespearean, yeah. but he's also really funny. He has a range of acting, Robert Picardo. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I, anything where there's a lock, like, and I'm, I'm really watching at the moment, we both are, and anything when it comes on, I even watched one the other day when he falls in love with Seven, right? Oh. And I was saying, I thought, there's no side fiction in that, but he's so good in yeah. it, and you feel so sorry for him because he loves Seven. Well, he's also that episode as well where he goes, 
I can't remember if he goes to the future or something happens, but the, the Mark II EMH doctor comes in. Who's that really? Oh, no, so we can. No, that's the. Yeah, that's the one when they've got to retake the ship, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's, he's really snotty that is about all the medicine. That's, that's the Frankie when they take the ship back. Yeah, yeah. Frankie, I think. Oh, yeah, well, I know he's brilliant, he's, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Does he, like I said, I'd love to see him. I'd go to a convention to see I think him. he does. He does go, I think he does a lot in America. I'm not sure if he's done that a bit. I saw a wonderful picture. I don't know how old this is now, though. I think it could be a good few years old. But apparently, all the lads on, um, on Voyager. Still meet up and go for a meal, and I saw a picture of them put on Twitter. Brilliant. A little together. You well, know, you I, do I get that like sense. That, yeah. you, you get the sense of that more than any other series. That mm. bit like Red Dwarf, why everyone loves it, because you think, yeah, they look like they are, they all, they they all are a crew. Them. I think Mash was a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, well. that's, it, you can pick up on it, can't mm. you? Only Fools and Horses was the same, weren't it? Still, you yeah, see, they're all yeah. friends, you can yeah. see that. And when they're not, you can tell it stands out a mile. Yeah, because the chemistry's on there. Yeah, yeah. Right, last uh, three. Uh, Tim Russ, uh, born Timothy Darrell Russ, because he plays Tuvok, on June 22nd, 1956, uh, in Washington. Uh, yeah, uh, Tim's appeared in quite a few Star Trek so He was in the movie. He played, I'm sure, didn't he play a terrorist in one episode? It was that one where, the, where they got the it, it was that one in the TNG where they cleared the ship. Yeah. But he was still stuck on there, Picard. Oh, where, at uh, the end of the ship when uh, the. Yeah, he's going up like there, that. Yeah. That is a lot like terrorists going to nick the ship, isn't they? He's, he's really good. He's a brilliant, another really good actor. Mm. I always think playing the playing a Vulcan must be difficult because yeah. you're taught to emote. Yeah, you emote as an actor, don't you? He, you know, he, he had nothing to do. No. This is why Leonard Nimoy was so brilliant, weren't he? I saw, a, I saw an episode of Suits when he played. He was, he was in it in that, and he was also good in that as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, good, damn good actor, old Um Jerry Ryan, uh, born Jerry Lynn Zimmerman, uh, February twenty second, nineteen sixty eight, in Munich. Now, this is the thing with her, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Brilliant, but, but it got obsessed with that. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why. I don't think, I think it annoyed her. going too well, I don't think. It, it, you know, I can understand it's interesting. Mm. She's finding her individuality, but they knew that was getting teenage boys watching Did it. they really? Yeah, I mean, this is. And look, hey, at the end of the day, we're red, we're red bloody males. You know, oh, no, no, totally. of course she's not. But the thing is, is that, did she really have to wear a cat suit? No, it's ridiculous. No, it's, it's, like, ridiculous. it's like Troy always looked better when she's in a proper staff. Yeah, but I, I've never said why they did that for. Because. Because well, ratings shot up. And exactly. Were, and, and so did the sales of toilet roll. Yeah. It's right, though, but it's a, it was too detriment. Even though she had some of the brilliant episodes, the point is, it become a bit like Doctor Who with the Daleks. Yeah, Can't yeah. think of anything to do. I know. Let's bring the Borg into it. Let's keep bringing it. And it's going in. It's like, yeah, I'm bored of the Borg. Well, so, some of her best episodes, I thought, was was like her confrontations with authority with Janeway. Yeah. Because of that, she was used to a collective mind, and then she's suddenly having to deal with somebody telling her what to do. It's an, the ultimate fight of authority, really. Um, yeah, with that kind of like waned a little bit. It's just like, oh, there she is again. Just and and oh, she's losing her as she's run off. It's like, keep happening. Yeah. Keep talking to her. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, my thing is, like, with the Borg, is when they brought the Queen into it, that it's in Voyager, and it goes, everything again. I was actually getting angry. And you're thinking, why am I getting angry when I've suddenly it's about 20 times? Yeah. But I still get angry. It's like, why would the Borg have a Queen? Yeah. It goes, everything against the Borg. Yeah. Everything against the Borg. And, it, and it, then she's got an individuality. Why is she bothered about seven? Why when they catch a seven and nine? Why are they bothered about it when they've got someone with an but individuality? The Borg is, in essence, it's just based on a beehive, isn't it? It's, it yeah, I know they say it's a queen. It's a queen that don't actually do anything. No. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, again, she's good in it. And she's always, like I said, some of her episodes you can see. Borg Queen? Would you? Yeah, she's very good. 
like I said, you know, I was thinking to me, what happened to the ball? I can't remember what happened to the ball now. Did, just the, like I said, I, I know JJ Adams was a big fan of the ball, mm-hmm. so I think you might see it in that, but they can't because I don't know you've got the, the timelines. You lines. can't, oh, it's all over the place. The timeline's gone completely in films. I know they're the same, just, just don't think that. about it. Yeah, don't just watch it. As it's it's a, a new genre that film is, and it's uh, you it's know. its own world, isn't it? It's its own world, yeah. So anything that happened, yeah, because one, once you first start in a puddle, that ripple goes somewhere. So you know, he's changed it from day one. So you've got a, and you know, the only way JJ Abrams, if he does the next one, the only it's way, not. No, he's doing it. It's his. Oh, yeah. uh, it's his. Um, the the he's other director. Oh, that was the first person. The only thing, they've got to stop using character from the original series. No, because all people again stop thinking. Because all you're going to do is start going, it's like, can't, as much as I really like Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's like, it's not what we said, I think we said this a while ago, the Italian Job remake, right, with uh, Statham and Warburg, really is a really good film. Don't need to be but that. don't call it the Italian Job, because it's, it's, right, it's not set in Italy, and two, it's it's not the Italian Job. So, why, why have him as Khan? Why didn't you just have him it as a badass thing, guy? isn't it? Because he didn't work, I didn't think. No, you know, no, like I said, in that 150 years, it's all about Khan. Mm. And I think if they were going to do that, they should have done the, the, the eugenics war. Yeah. It, there's a whole thing of what I'd love to see. Mm. It's like I'd love to see in Star Trek, the Temple Cold War, but it ain't not happening yet. Um, you know, they should have just made him on his own. You know what I think he should have been? He should have been that person in one of my favourite uh, TOS series. Is that one with the fighting all the different bad people? Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's that one called Colonel Green. Yeah. And he was the person who killed half the people on his own planet to save the other half. I would have loved him to be in there. But people love Khan, don't they? Because he's like, I want to bring Khan into it anyway. Yeah, but... They, it's going to be a thing, that. People love Khan, but then the pe- those people who love Khan hated this Khan. Yeah. So there's no winning... And they can't have Space Seed now. Because no. Space Seed, they put him on that ship and shoot him off and that's where they find him, that they floating around no, in space. No, they in... can't have that now, he's in prison. Oh, well, I suppose you'll have him escape him. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, our last one, uh, Garrett Wang, born Garrett Richard Wang, otherwise known as Wang Yi Chung. Yeah. Uh, born uh, December 15th, 1968 in Riverside, California. Um, yeah, you know, got a lot better. No, a lot of people didn't like him. There's a bit of Harry Kim Hay, isn't there? There's a lot of Harry Kim Hay out there. I think, I think his like, ego went a bit. I think his ego did a little bit, but there's a bit of fact about that. Thinking about, I think the trouble was he's like the kid of the group, isn't he? Yeah. And as much as he got on, it's like you know Tom Paris is the, is the bee's knees, and you always get. Because yeah, we like, always oh, want him came up and go, "You're fat, going Harry Kim." Go, no, no, yeah. Tom Paris. <laughs> Because that's how many say, like, I'm not fucking Harry Kim. I'm, I'm Tom Post. No one wants to be Harry Kim. <laughs> 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 and he's a shame. He'd probably be Neelix and Harry Kim. And that's a good sign. So, yeah. I'd rather be the computer. I'd rather be Naomi Waltman. <laughs> and that is insane something. Oh, bless. But as I say, Garo you know, did the, did the best he could with, um, with the character that was there. But I don't really want to say any more about him. Yeah. No, no, because I do enjoy him. It's just that he was... I think the fame. Because you forget, Roger was massive, weren't he? Yeah. I think really more the fact his character though, his character is just sort of like one of the things where you you want to bully him. Yeah. Smart ass, smart ass. Mind you, Georgie was a bit like that, wasn't he? Yeah, very much. All so. very good until he lost his voice, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, like that's true. Yeah, that's true. So there was a seven series, Kel, uh, 172 episodes uh, in. A list. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Really, yeah, it's really yeah. big. Um, ran from uh, January the 16th 1995 to May the 23rd 2001 so there's a good 6 years going on there average time 44 to 42 minutes um, I wrote it there just for no apparent reason uh, Captain Proton homage to the 50s series and film noir <laughs> yeah no it's true I, I know loads of people hate them episodes with Captain Proton and bloody uh, well, I can't think what the baddies called in that uh, chaos anyway um, I like them 
They're so well done. Mm. They're so well lit and shot. Because a lot of that stuff, when they tried to film old stuff, never looks right, does it? And that actually looks right. When I grew up watching Flash Gordon, yeah. Flash Gordon's and Rocketeer and all that. Should we do a podcast about those uh, short serials, like a short podcast about the um, stuff we used to watch on BBC Two? Like I said, they'd, they'd never show it on normal telly now. But that's when we were kids. They had loads of stuff like that, and Harold Lloyd and all that on there. They did loads of it. That'd be good for BBC Four to show, wouldn't it? Mm. Oh, they've got loads of British stuff. And got our silent. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's some. <laughs> Hey, 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 great mate. You didn't see you said uh, that bit, was like, how cute. You smiled. <laughs> Here's some facts. When auditioning for the part of the holographic doctor, Robert Picardo was asked to say the line, somebody forgot to turn off my programme. He did so and then ad lived, I'm a doctor, not a light bulb, and got the part. Yeah, it, there's loads of that in it, isn't there? And I love all that to bones in it. That's what I like. He says loads of things like that in it. According to Garrett Wang, he and executive producer Rick Burma did not get along and Wang wanted his character, Harry King, to be promoted from his lowly rank of ensign, but Berman refused. Berman also refused to let Wang direct episodes, the first actor in the Star Trek franchise that had his request to direct turned down. That's a smack in the face, isn't it? So there's obviously something going on now yeah. between them, weren't there? Wang was then going to be fired after the third series. Yeah, yeah, that, I remember that when that... Because uh, I think he got kept turning up late for it, didn't he? Yeah. But after Wang was featured in People magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People, the oh. producers decided to keep him and fire Jennifer Lean instead. <laughs> but it just sums up a lot of the problems with Vice. They're obsessed. It's just because of the show. Oh, look, he's a beautiful person. We'll yeah. keep him. And They're obsessed with that. I think they got, they got caught or wrapped up in all that, didn't they, making everyone... Because that is the thing, you look at it, everyone, I think it's definitely the best looking cast in all the Star Trek oh, yeah. worlds. Um, this is, I, think, I, I think you know this, I think everyone knows this, that because um, Kane Mulgrew was not the first person to be cast in the role of Captain Jane, right? Um, the first person to be, cap- uh, to be cast in the role was Genevieve Bourgeon, and, uh, but she quit after a few days into filming because of the, um, the intensity of filming. And you can see oh. her on YouTube as Captain Janeway. Oh, can you? Yep. Oh, yeah, I know her. She's, yeah, yeah. And her name was actually meant to be Elizabeth Janeway. Oh. Uh, when Campbell Grew was in. They, yeah, because I think they, you see, they were churning them out. Seven series is a lot when, they, when it's like 23 episodes. It's basically filming nearly every day of the year, isn't it? Yeah, near enough. Campbell uh, Grew, Robert Veltram, Tim Russell, Robert Duncan, uh, McNeil are the only actors to appear in every single episode of the series. Yeah, because even, um, even when the, it's not about her, she'll be like, oh, what's that? Something to watch over She was like, I'm in the beginning, but she's always in it. Yeah. Um, Michelle Forbes, who played Ensign Rowe in Star Trek The Next Generation, refused to continue the character in Deep Space Nine and Voyager. It's just speculated that the character Bernardo Torres would develop as a result. Actually, um, you say that. She's a lot like Rowe, isn't she? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, the ca- this is an interesting thing. Oh, well, it's actually quite sad, but I mean, it's a nice homage, if you like. The character of Ensign Samantha Wildman was named after a little girl who died tragically in an accident. The girl's organs were donated to save the life of the wife of episode writer Jimmy Dix. Uh-huh. The real Samantha loved animals, so Ensign Wildman was cast as the head of Voyager's Xenobiology department. What a lovely... That, that, that is really good, isn't that it? That is really nice, isn't it? That yeah, is really nice, eh? Um, do you know what seven nice full designations? Uh, it's, uh, it's seven and nine of Unimatrix. Oh my god! This is how sad I am. Uh, uh, it's Unimatrix. It's Unimatrix. Alpha. Not Alpha. No, where is it? Where is it? Very close. Seven of nine. Uh, tertiary adjunct of Unimatrix zero one. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, or yeah. Anika Hansen. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Each of the three live-action Star Trek series after the original Star Trek has had a cameo appearance by a character from its predecessor series in its premiere episode. And this one, Star Trek Voyager Caretaker, has a cameo by Star Trek Deep Space Nine's Quark, played by Armin Shimmerman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's just spin on here, because I don't want to repeat anything that we've just said. The Paramount Stain stage, where the majority of the Voyager interiors were located, were condemned and demolished following the series' end in 2001. Star Trek TNG crew quarters, transport rooms, and portions of the engineering were the only sets that became part of the USS Voyager following the filming of Generations. All other TNG Enterprise sets were demolished. Oh, Do you know that the warp core in Voyager was the one that resumes the motion picture? I did not know that. Now you say it. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. yeah That's yeah. really good. Um, like his predecessor, the series used large filming models of the Starship where the show takes place, but it wasn't until the last few seasons that a computer generated Starship replaced the six foot model. Nevertheless, though, the USS Voyager seen in the opening credits, which date back to late 94, is totally CGI. Yeah, and it's the first time. Yeah, and I. I yeah. Here's a bit, of a, uh, a bit of a smack in the face. According to Garrett Wang again, <laughs> the first episode of Star Trek TNG he saw was that of Code of Honor, which is widely considered one of the worst episodes of the series. And every time Wang tried to give the series another chance, it was a rerun of Code of Honor. Because Wang was not a fan of that series, he feels it was more relaxed during his audition for the series. And after his cast, the producers gave him an episode of TNG to prepare for the role. The episode they gave him was Code of Honor. Bloody hell. <laughs> Many well-known actresses were considered for the role of Janeway, including Nicola Bryant, who was Perry in uh, yeah. Doctor Who, Linda Carter, Joanna Cassidy, Patty Duke, Chelsea Field, Erin Gray, Gray, Linda yeah. Hamilton, Carolyn McCormack, Karen Austin, Lindsay Cruz, Susan Gibney, Susan Gibney, sorry, Kate Jackson, Patsy Kenzie, Tracy Scoggins, Helen Shaver, and Lindsay Wagner. Oh, Lindsay Wagner, yeah, because suppose you get your fans in then from... Six million dollar woman and all that. You got a lot of these things. At one point, several male actors read for the role of Joan White in the event of Paramount had Cole's feet over casting a female lead. Among the actors who read the part was Gary Graham and. Are you ready for this, Kelly? What? Are you ready for this? Yeah, go on then. Nigel Havers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you imagine the worst actor being in a Star Trek series than Nigel no, Havers? I don't know. It'd be quite good, don't you? No. no. I think it worked better with a woman. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely did, yeah. Um, final one. The number 47 pops up many times on computer screens, serial numbers, dates, and ah. so on. In most Trek Universe series, this tradition was started by writer co-producer Joe Menoski and was yeah. soon picked up by the rest of the production team. Menoski said that he chose that particular number because when he was a graduate student at Pomona College, the professor of mathematics, Donald Bentley, Proved as a joke that all numbers are equal to 47. Anthony Montgomery, who would later play Travis Mayweather on Star Trek Enterprise 2001, auditioned for two different roles on Star Trek Voyager. One such role was Sek Tuvak's son. No, oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, there you go. So all, that's all the facts. Yeah, yeah facts that's quite So that's a little one on, on Voyager. They get home. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, look, like I said, you. you... Well, it's good at that, that build-up when they go home when the future Janeway turns around and starts telling them about, look, you should have this, you should do that, and she goes against it. I think he's wonderful. Yeah, I just don't like... It's all laws of time. 
yeah, like I said, I, what I love about some of the most balmy science fiction stories mm-hmm. in these, in the, them, them, the last three seasons. And that's, to me, what I want. Yeah. More than fighting a big bloody monster. I'm not into things like that. The, the, my favourite one is like, I like where there'd be like some disease on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my favourite episodes. Like one of my favourite TNG episodes was where they all, t- all like de-evolved. That's my, Phil, I'll see that. I think, that, I think that's my favourite episode. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I love that episode. Really and that's why I liked about with Voyager, because later on you got, Barclay in it, and yeah. there's a bit of Troy in it, and Q all in it, and I love the way it had a bit of everything, and I know loads of people don't like that. I don't, to me, I'm watching it again, why don't people like Voyager? Because, oh, I think he's a bit gay. That's <laughs> what people do, though. Don't, they're not yeah. in a homosexual way, that's just the term that's yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. crap, yeah. and a bit, but it isn't. I just think it, it's got everything you want in a series, it's got heart in it, it's got humour, mm. maybe a bit too much humour, I can understand what people are saying. But, and it looks good. It still looks really good. You watch TNG, some of them early episodes look terrible. Yeah. The yeah, hair and... The Voyager one, don't look, Oh, yeah, TNG sort of some 80s... Yeah, 80s with that, it's fans. not going to date, because everyone's quite new. It's like isn't Dallas it? in space, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Very much like, no, I'll bloody... I'll, I'll bloody love it. Yeah. Compared to DS9. And when I, every time I watch it, it makes me want to watch more. Mm. I, like I said to you, and I think entertaining, it's the most entertaining series. Well, I, I've got a Voyager set on series link there. Yeah, I'll tell you, you no, know, we just done five, no, some last two series, brilliant stuff it's in really it. Good stuff. And like I said, it's just individual, you can watch it, and it makes you, you match you like laugh in it. Something easy in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and some really good science fiction in it. Mm. They always want to solve problems, but she will fight as well. Yeah. This is what I want from the captain. Well, all you know, as you can tell, we like it. We do uh, like it. It's very interesting to, to hear your thoughts of what you think about it, if you agree with us or if you don't agree with us. <laughs> of course, we won't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, um, right. So, Ken, we don't know what we're doing next, do we? No, no idea. It's something we'll talk about, but we will be back on time. Apologies for us being late. Um, but uh, anything else you want to say? Anything you've no, watched? No, no, anything you want to no. big off with and all that? No. I don't think there's anything I want to do. I'm enjoying Suits at the moment. Um, you're not overly happy with Derek, but we'll talk about it on the next episode once you've watched the final episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but we, uh, uh, no, let's not say what I'm thinking because otherwise it'll, it, it means we have to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we don't, then we'll get to a man about half an hour. So, uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, Jen's going to come along in a moment with our usual blurb and we'll play a promo. And I don't know what I'm going to stick at the end of the podcast just for fun, but I'm sure I'll think of something. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the Internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Reality getting you down? Well, why not drop by the cosy fireside in the Great Library of Dreams and join me, your host, Mr. Jim Moon, for some talk on strange cinema, cult fiction, and all things weird and wonderful, and to hear some vintage tales of terror. Reserve your cosy armchair by the fire by subscribing to Hypnobobs, available on iTunes, Geek Planet Online, on Stitcher, and at hypnagoria.com. We're seeing you.